What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland, and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out, and I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys, and they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well as well as the the real deal cocktails, mimosa flights, and all the goods. So come on out for brunch or come out in the evening for the new warm weather cocktail menu featuring lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, tons of outdoor patio space, and good eats. Big thanks to Produce Row Cafe for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's do it. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so, and that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast and just a great way to contribute to the sustainability of this thing. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. If you're not listening on Apple, 
then just hit like, subscribe, follow wherever you are listening from. The podcast is on Spotify now, so you can hit it there. I've also been dropping some monthly playlists at the first of every month, so stay tuned for the August playlist coming at you next week, keeping them very spread out genre-wise. Also made some genre-specific playlists recently as well that are on the Spotify profile and mostly compilations of what I've been putting together on the monthly level, but uh, some other stuff in there as well. So the links for those will be in the episode notes along with the links for the Dan Cable Presents mugs and t-shirts. Hope everybody is doing well out there and finding ways to stay sane and keep it together when it feels like the world is on fire. I have had the opportunity to play some shows recently, which has been just great for the mental. And last week, great show at Mississippi Pizza. Thanks for everybody that came out to the Fox show that he put together with Spinach, who is incredible and foreign, and Galaxy. Man, this dude Galaxy throws down on this xylophone just solo just him and the xylophone and some looping and he just absolutely crushes it making beats and um yeah just throwing down all kinds of instrumentation that you did not know was possible to come out of a xylophone and some great freestyling went on throughout the night but just great to be on the on the stage and and share the stage with those dudes was uh a great night and uh we had it packed out for the night and that felt good and just great to be back in mississippi pizza they have killer pizza over there and dan eichler the dude who books the music is uh just a very kind dude in cultivating a space that is very artist friendly and making sure that the artists are taken care of at the end of the night so really appreciate dan and all the work he does as, as well as the the rest of the folks over there at mississippi pizza if you're in the portland area you know go get yourself some pizza or go see some music over there support that spot also got to play a couple dj sets one for my birthday which was super fun thanks for people that came through to that and uh for all the other birthday love much appreciated Another loop around the thing. The last five days has been great. My cousin Bobby was down here, and we have just been kicking it hard, listening to a lot of music, talking about a lot of music, and having all kinds of other great conversations, shooting a lot of pool. We did some DJ sets together, which was really dope before he takes off to for his big L.A. adventure. He was on the podcast last week, episode 264 so you can tune in to that as well as the series that we've been doing every other wednesday called i dig records volume 23 of that will be out this coming wednesday talking about that tom petty damn the torpedoes one of the goats tom petty and we recorded a bunch of other episodes too so it's uh it's nice to be able to get to do some of those in person we've been pretty much doing this whole thing through the pandemic and it's uh just a different feel when we get to do it in person and the things we can kind of play around with and actually get to listen to the music together while we're sitting there is 
is very killer. We also, we also watched the new HBO doc on Woodstock '99, and if you love music documentaries, you you should definitely check this thing out. It was a catastrophe, and it's pretty unreal how things shook out and also just a very interesting examination of of just society and and american culture and whatnot and the whole festival just seemed to be a miss from the beginning with selecting an air force base as the location for this festival in which people had to walk 2.3 miles between the stages and pretty much ended up sleeping on Tarmax. It's crazy. Check it out. It's peace, love, and rage. It is bonkers. It's bonkers, and it will give you a lot to think about. Anyway, stoked to share episode 265. Rapper, producer from New York, Big Mont, is on the show. Really enjoyed my chat with Big Mont learning about where his music comes from and his process and diving into some of the tunes on the green tape, which is such a killer record. Definitely check out the green tape. It is the perfect summertime record. I think one of my best buds, Trent turned me on to this album. And as soon as I started listening to it, I had to reach out and see if Big Mont would be, willing to talk with me and that he was so I appreciate him giving me some of his time I really appreciate his confidence in his craft and and just his desire to keep pushing himself to the next level and not stay in the same lane and try to learn from so many different genres of music to inform what his style is and really trying to carve out his his own lane so if you enjoy this conversation, you enjoy the music, you make sure that you follow Big Mont on all the socials. You give him a follow on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to the music, and keep up with what this dude is doing. Those links will be in the episode notes as well. And I will also have the link for Produce Row there so you can check out the calendar. Free music going on there in Portland, Oregon. Wednesday nights from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on a weekly basis. August 1st, we got Leah Huser and Lane Norberg playing the late brunch jams. And then Spinach, the before mentioned Spinach, is spinning vinyl on August 4th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then my friend Leah T from Seattle coming down on August 8th. Great piano player. She'll be singing some songs down there on Sunday, August 8th. And August 11th, one of my favorite dudes in the city, Jeff Chilton. He will be out there with his jazz trio, which is always super fun to see. Check out his band's JC Proof. And check out the rest of the calendars. See what's coming up at Produce Row free music going on Wednesdays and Sundays. That is enough of my ramblings. Appreciate you all for tuning in to another episode of this thing. Stoked to be doing it. And we are going to get in to episode 
265 with Big Mont. We're going to kick it off with a track called Purple Haze Era off the green tape. Let's do the damn thing. It's because I love you. I know. Hey, I know. <laughs> hey, I know. Look. Hey, look. Hey, look, pass some holy water, my new shit like the Bible. The God chopping gospel up, I gotta leave my disciples. Started meditating, gotta breathe, cause life is so exciting. Getting cosigns for the greats and having drinks on my idols. I mean, I'm in a pool at Travi Crib, the ball fit hit a baddie crib. Said my city made me know, my mommy and my daddy did. Superstar, daddy is, and so handsome. And you rap niggas, I love you like my mama grandson. Hey, it's that purple haze, rolling light and blaze, ever shit. The world needs some healing, and my shit be like the medicine. Life's got its pros, nigga, you know how it goes But even when it's dark, I'm bound to bring the light My kind's Edison, getting what we came for Never mind settling, I know I'm well equipped Despite the stigma of my melanin I gotta slap a nigga, I'ma make it look sexy I thought Kendrick done told you niggas Don't you get me out my element Hey, hey, I know It's cause I love you, I know Hey, I know Hey, I know no, 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 no. I probably, I should probably just don't uh, And I'm presenting Just keep it out of play uh. opportunity to chat with you i gotta give uh my buddy trent aka sleepy t a shout out for putting me on to your green tape record and introducing me to your music uh was, he's he's someone that i pass music back and forth with throughout the week and uh yeah the green tape was something he sent me and uh when I checked out the first track, I had to check out the rest of the album. It was just, uh, it was just feeling too good, man. So, uh, I'm, I'm pumped to get to talk to you and find out where your music comes from, where the tunes derive from. But yeah, just to kick things off, I saw this, I don't know if you, if you saw this thing kind of running around on the internet, it's, uh, it's just like this freeway posting. It says people that show you new music are important. <laughs> yeah, and I saw that shit too. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I so agree. I was, I was thinking about that this morning as I was listening to your music and thinking about Trent turning me on to, to your music. So I was curious who have maybe been some of those people who have been instrumental in, in kind of showing you different records and opening you up to, to different artists and really you know, peaking your interest musically? Um, For the most part, man, I have to say just friends and people that, you know, you just speak to 
sometimes as friends, you know, it could be a young lady I'm talking to at the time or whatever, you know, just put me on the music. But for the most part, a lot of the stuff that I've been listening to and the stuff that I fall in love with the most, I normally, you know, find on my own or hearing through like, you know, uh, listening to an interview and hearing another artist talk about another artist or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. So you kind of always on the uh, the search for new tunes, actively listening to mu- new music regularly? Nah, I have moments where I don't want to hear anything. Like, you know, when I was finishing up the green tape, I didn't really want to listen to too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, I'm got i weird with it, you know? Um, speaking of other artists, and I say this all the time, I remember one time when SZA, she was like, she realized she when she decided the moment she was going to do music for a living, she was like, you know what? Now that I'm doing music, it means I got to stop listening to it. And no one ever mm. stops listening to music. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But when she said that, I was like, oh, I feel what you're saying. Like, I, I know what that's like. Because it was a point in time where I would do nothing but listen to music 24-7, you know. And as an artist who is creating, you know, you know, we do create to get our ideas out, to express ourselves. But at some point, you become addicted to this idea that you got to get this vision out of your head. And sometimes other things, I can't even say other things can, like, distract you from that. But what I will say is you don't even have the interest to be distracted from that. You just want to listen to, pardon, you just want to listen to what you've been working on for the longest time. You feel what I'm saying? Or you want to listen to what... uh you know, things that are inspiring what's going on, what you're doing, you know, sonically. So that's where I'll be at. But right now, I'm I'm in a zone where I'm listening to a lot of new stuff, new to me stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, because listening is so much, such a big part of the education. But yeah. like you're saying, at a certain point, you you got to be working on your craft with, and not listening at a certain point, too. I mean, it's all it's all re- relative to who you are, and how you do what you do. You know, I can't. You know, that's work for me. I don't know what works for some, for other people. I know artists that don't do nothing but listen to music all day, other than people's music and shit. So, you know, that just works for me. Yeah. Do you find maybe it's helpful to not be listening to stuff while you're making a record or completing a record, just so that it doesn't have so much outside influence as well on on what you're doing? It depends on where I'm at in making a record. So, uh, the very beginning stage where I'm at right now, working on, <laughs> working on this this album, I'm just creating songs based. You know, when the idea comes, I come up here, I make beats all the time, and you know, once a beat captures, once a beat grabs me, it tells me like, all right, bro, you got something to say. I, I got a bunch of stuff to say. But certain beats, certain music pulls out certain things from me. So when I find that, it's like, oh, it's here. Time to go. You know what I'm saying? Time to get that done. So it's like, you know, it's my point is it's not much pressure on me. I'm not tweaking instruments and, you know, having people lay guitars over this or trumpets or whatever the fuck I plan on doing. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, when I, when I get into a certain point in a the project, then I'll stop listening to other people. But right now... I'm getting a lot of inspiration from other things. So, what's uh speaking to you heavy right now as far as stuff that maybe is new or just new to you? Um, a lot of West Coast G Funk, you know, as 
Quick, DJ Quick would say P-Funk, you know, not that Parliament shit, but like, you know, his version of that G-Funk shit that, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of, a lot of Quick, um, Safe and Sound album, um, I think that the album in 92, the one with, um, with, with Compton on it, I forget the name of it, I've been listening to that, I've been listening to Street Gospel by Sugar Free, I've been listening to It's About Time by SWV, um, it's about time by SWB, SWV I've been listening to for about a year now, but um, I'm really, really pulling a lot of inspiration from it. I'm listening to um, Parliament, Funkadelic, both of those um, little, just dabbing in, dabbling into Roger and Zap. And, you know, Parliament, that shit was originated from North New Jersey, like a lot of that shit that George Clinton was doing. Um, I think George Clinton is from from North New Jersey. I, I I watched the documentary. It's just crazy how the West Coast just picked up on that sound that they that they uh that they laid out. You know, with Dre and them was doing back in the '90s. And like that's where I'm yeah. at. I'm getting a lot of that. A little bit of my a little bit of my um, you know, DJ DMD from 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 Texas, uh, Zero from Houston, Texas. Um, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it for for right now. But you know, I'm. Um, Chris Crack out of Chicago. Shout out to him. I actually know him. He's he's dope. Uh, that's what I've been listening to for the most part that I can think of. You know, saying a lot of funk, a lot of G funk, a lot of R and B. You know. And when you find something that you dig, will you just kind of keep going back to it and kind of studying it or breaking it down to figure out how you can implement some of that feel into your own music or is not is it not that uh thought out when you're listening no nah, that's exactly what it is it's just some a lot of times a little more uh you know subconscious it's not something that i'm doing like deliberately all the time sometimes i'm just enjoying enjoying the music you know while i'll be working out or you know in the crib and just got the google the google play the google home playing it you know and just you know just whatever you know ride, them, ride my bike whatever and is is it important to you to find out where that music is is from geographically like do you feel like that has a big uh impact on the on the process or uh what you're looking for hell yeah most definitely because because um I'll tell you a little bit about what I want to do. Um, if we uh, if we form a, a relationship beyond, you know, after this, you know, beyond this podcast, I, I can't really say on here because I don't want nobody to take my idea. Um, but for my album, I'm working on fusing a couple of subgenres that you know, some of my favorite subgenres for hip hop, and um, that's it's all based on regional music. It's just like what they was doing, what life was like. You know what I'm saying? You know, just that that shit that you know. I remember someone saying, like the low riders. They got a lot of low riders, a lot of um, you know, low riders out in California because it's straight road, ain't much hills. You know what I'm saying? So you got the top down, you driving down, you gotta hear some shit that rides smooth and slack. You know what I mean? So right, and the right. weather's nice. So you know what I'm saying? In New York, it's a lot of buildings. If you, if you talking about the boroughs and you talking about you know it's cold, it's a, you know everything's a hustle, everything's every day. You know, that New York state of mind. When you think of hip hop and you think of Nas, you think of New York state of mind, you think of that boom bap, that life you know in the fast that lane. That, yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's very methodical. It's very, the lyrics are very, 
you know, they paint a lot of pictures because, you know, it's a different life over here. So, you know, it's all about that. I'm, you know, getting into Miami Bay, studying that. You know what I'm saying? Why why Memphis music sounds so paranoid? You know what I'm mm. saying? I'm trying to figure, like, Memphis hip-hop music. You know, you know um, one of my all-time favorite songwriters and producers, uh, uh, Willie Hutch, he's from Memphis. I'm trying to figure out what made his sound that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm always thinking like that. Always. Yeah. yeah. I don't... I think, you know, I I always recognize that geography has an impact on the art being made, but up until eight years ago, I grew up outside in Southern California, like 40 miles outside of Los Angeles and moved to Portland, Oregon, like eight years ago, a little over eight years. And yeah, man. And coming up here and and being in the pacific northwest for so long you know you really start to understand why all this all this grunge music was made up here you know just because it's it's so dark and gray all the time and and music seems to like that music really seems to to fit the the environment in those gray and dark times and i think it's uh it's cool when you get to spend time in a place and and kind of be like, oh yeah, this makes sense that this type of music is made out here, or like what you're talking about with, uh, you know, if it's if it's California, it's got to have just kind of that that vibe, that like cruising around, yeah. and, you know, in the cruising that in shit the sun. Slap. Yeah, <laughs> that shit. Um, yeah, DJ Quick, some said some shit. He said, uh, second and none, working on some some something. He's like something. He said he got that swing. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, you, when you say the word swing, like it's saying like it sounds like some Texas shit, like swing, swing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But everybody got that. And I used to say to my man, I'm like, yo, we used to make beats a couple back a couple years ago. I used to be like, you know, be certain beats got that swing where it's like, you know what I mean? Got you, you could nod your head like this to it, and that's how them Cali joints are. You know what I'm saying? Got that swing to it, like that that Cali swing. S W A N G, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's where I'm at. Like I need, I need, I need songs that sound like Teddy Riley was in the studio with Roger Zapp and and and, and uh with Roger and Zapp and, and Dr. Dre at the same time. Like I need that. You know what I'm saying? With 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 uh maybe throw Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmerman in there, you know, because <laughs> yeah. the 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 orchestra the, orchest- the orchestration in there, you know what I'm saying? Right. On top of that, strings yeah. and all that. Not to like sound too weirded out. I'm just saying, like you know, no, like that... yeah, like experiment experiment with all different types of, you know, all different types of vibes. And I, you know, I kind of gave a little bit of thing away, but but but, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's what I'm on. Like that's what I'm on. I'm I'm just trying to just. I feel like a baby again, like a kid, like a twelve-year-old just gotten who just found music. That's how I feel. Yeah, man. I mean, those uh, those composers, you know, especially these people making movie scores and things like that. When you're talking about the Hans Zimmer shit, it's like those mm. people obviously know how to paint a picture too to set a tone and and a vibe. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And and, and that. Them, inch, them string instruments, man. Those shits is just crazy, bro. String instruments and you know the the, the the talk box and just imagine all of that in just like an album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 
all different types of, you know, it's, it's a lot of auto-tune. It's not a lot of talk box, you know. Anytime you notice somebody using a talk box, they trying to recreate computer love. It's like, why we gotta why we gotta use a talk box to recreate computer love? Like let's create some new shit with that. You feel me? Like that's where I'm at with it. I'm just on some real like I could get goosebumps talk about it. Like <laughs> That means that me? means it's real, right? Yeah, man, that's where I'm at. Like I'm really trying to fuck shit up musically, like musically fuck shit up. Rapping is easy, you know? So when you're making a new project is it always kind of like that for you you like to kind of start from ground zero and let a bunch of new influences in really trying to build something completely new because i think even listening you know i went through and listened to the available music outside of the green tape and listen to scatterbrain crack baby and and hmm. you know that record has such a different vulnerability and darkness to it than the green yeah. tape you know those are two completely different records two completely different <laughs> vibes you know green tape something i want to yeah. put on when everybody's over and maybe having some sort of hang or function and and uh scatterbrain crack babies probably something i want to listen to on the on the drive home by myself or just in some headphones you know one thousand percent bro one thousand percent um i'll say with that i was just in two different totally two totally different places in life, you know what I mean? Both of those albums. And I'll tell you what, this album, I'm, and yeah, so it's like, when it comes to an album, I start with, what do I want to say? I used to start, with, when I started with what I wanted to sound like, it don't, there's no real motivation because what drive, I'm a producer. I'm going to make beats. I'm going to make beats and I'm going to try to, it's, it's easy to make beats, but then you have this, so it starts with me making beats, right? Then you have this desire to produce, which is beyond making beats, where you actually putting records together, arranging and, you know, doing a bunch of work that you don't necessarily have to touch the computer to do, you know? Yo, bro, I need this. Yo, y'all need these vocals from you, sweetheart. Yo, bro, I need this verse. I need this right here. I need this. I need this, this guitar, this whatever, whatever. So you have the desire to do that. So now... Let's make songs. Who gonna rap on the songs? Oh, me. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like that. So I, if I start with my motivation for what I have to say, it makes it that much easier because that desire brings everything else together. So I start mm -hmm. with, what do I want to say? Um, all right, cool. Now, what do I want it to sound like? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having it like that is is the best way. That's normally how I start. And this album I'm working on right now, which is called Self, uh, I know we're here to talk about the green tape, uh, 1,000%. Hey, we're here to but, talk uh, about whatever you want to talk about. There's no there's no agenda. I definitely want to, you know, jump into the green tape. But Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to talk. <laughs> you know, as a business as a businessman, I have to speak about the green tape. But what I will Absolutely. say is what I'm working on, <laughs> what I'm working on right now is pure magic. And it's, um, you know, I've been working on it since 2019. I've been trying to work on it since 2019. I, I've, I got the first solid record right now. Uh, that I have the first solid record in January or February of 2020, right? Um, and then, or yeah, yeah, it was right before COVID had happened, and um, and then I found that that record, Money in a Bag, from the mm. Green Tape. Yep. I sacrificed that. I, I found that while I was trying to work on what I wanted to album, but they don't sound like nothing that's on the album, really. All the Money in a Bag, but 
But um, there's a record that I made a week before that or a week after that. I think it might have been before that. Yeah. A week before that, I made a record that could be one of the singles for the album that I'm working on now. Okay. But, yeah, man. But my point is, I, I've been working on this project for since 2019, at least trying. So, um, And, you know, life had to happen for the real motivation to come out for for the for to have the real motivation to put to come out with what everything I gotta say and do and musically the idea is just oh my god it's it's so genius that it's I ain't even get it like God gave me that straight up. I can't even take credit for it. <laughs> is is it hard for you to to sit on ideas when you have to wait for things to develop or to be able to put them out into the world, you know, you're talking about some of this new stuff going back to 2019, you know, sitting on it yeah. for a couple of years. Is that a, is that a difficult process for you? Yeah. Um, it can be, but it's, it, it wasn't with the green tape, the green tape, uh, for one started out as, you know, six to eight records. At first, my first original thought was four, like do another mellow pack. And I was like, yeah. why would you do the same thing you did already? Um, but I, I was going. I've been going through this healing process of just everything that I've been through in life. Like I finally started, you know, peeling back the layers of things. I do therapy now. Been doing therapy since the top of the year. You know what I'm saying? Um, and no, like, no, no. And I say this very compassionately um, and empathetic, empathetically, empathetically. Pardon me. Um, no attempt of suicide led me to this you know what I'm saying not that there's anything wrong with that if you attempted suicide yes go seek help you know what I'm saying go get help but it's just like me being fed up with you know this life decisions I've been making and relationships with people falling you know falling into bad spaces because I'm not right with myself and um so I made a decision. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and work on myself. I'm going to get help. I'm going to help. And not only am I going to get help, I'm going to help myself. I do a lot of my therapy work. Uh, I do a lot of my therapy work alone. You feel me? So um, the green tape was a celebration. Is a celebration. It's a celebration of life and good beats, like I said. You know what I'm saying? Um, emphasis on good beats. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so... I, I was at a point in life where I'm like, yo, I got this, these new ideas about life. Like, I got these, this new perspective. And I really, really need to push this out. I really need to tell people how I feel. And uh, as I was telling my boy Quarry, shout out to him. Um, I was telling him, I'm like, yo, man. So there was times I will come up here into the studio and just not be feeling very confident about myself. And then I'll just start penning, like, yo, boom, <laughs> Mr. Late Bloomer, take the high road like state troopers, I pray too much, my chain Buddha, meditation keeping me present, this today's future, but so ahead, by the time you niggas catch up, it be a late future, 824, R.I.P. Mamba, 647 nigga, R.I.P. Fonda, still R.I.P. Mama, when she died, a cougar told me hit her up and find comfort shit, I might remind us, this where it come in, see the beats is as sick as the rhymes, y'all keep trying, the key is the boy too sharp like B minor, niggas had it good but fumbled like designer, get the rock, I probably won't drop again like Rihanna, my cut from that cloth that we honor, so it's just me coming in the studio and bigging myself up sometimes, and then you know, 
past relationships with friends and girls and things that, you know, are over, you 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 grieve from them and then you start to talk your shit. You know what? Well, right, let me say my piece now. Let me let me tell you what it is now. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the green tape is. It's a celebration of life, good beats, coming into my own, coming into myself, blooming into who I'm supposed to be. And um that shit my <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be dragging it sometimes, but No man, that's po- I'm here for it. Yeah, my point is that in that like I was trying to work, like, I wasn't even trying to work on my album. What's crazy is I, I made two very important records for the album last fall and winter, early winter. And I wasn't trying to work on the album. At some point, I stopped making music last fall because I was just going through so much. I found meditation. I found God again. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful thing. I was kind of like, your music, hold on. You ain't got nothing for me right now. But I made <laughs> some really important records for the album. Through self, through self actualization, and yeah. then, um, and then um, I realized, like, yo, I just want to rap right now. That's it. I just want to express myself through this art form that I fell in love with. Uh, what? I was nine, uh, eighteen years ago. You know, so sixteen, eighteen years ago. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just go rap, and that took the focus off of my album. Even though I wasn't working on it, it was like, yo, fuck that album. Fuck self for a second. Whatever you got right here is something. And mm-hmm. I just kept rapping. I couldn't stop. So to go back to your question originally, sometimes it's hard to, you know, keep, you know, all right, let's put a hold on this and focus on this. But sometimes you got to do that. And in this case, it was easy. It wasn't hard at all because this I couldn't put out this album if I had every beat and every instrument laid where I needed to be for this self album right now. I still couldn't finish the album because I got more life to live. I got more to learn from the life that I've lived already, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's how it is, you know. Yeah, man. Thinking about uh, the God stuff and and some of that spirituality. Think about not for real. It's all love. And that that line of I pray and contradict like keep that fiction far away from me I don't question God I, I walk shit. in faith and see he awaken me yeah I said fake shit not fiction but same thing <laughs> there you go <laughs> look at you Hey, look, every day I thank God he paved the way for me. I also pray for my sanity and my family and clarity on every enemy standing the way of me. I walk a righteous path, but ain't nobody finna play with me. Uh, speaking of enemies, I try to play them close. And I pray and contradict like keep that fake shit far away from me. I don't question God, I walk in faith since he awakened me. Shout out my niggas, still building no bricks, no masonry. And this for everyone with something to say. Know what it's like going your heart is still running in place. Chasing but demons hold you back, stunning your pace Know what it's like watching your heroes crash in front of your face And niggas you thought had everything, really living a lie Know they missing that shit you holding, and they kill them inside And one of your niggas do anything to get on his side Talking about they see your vision, but can't look in your eyes, damn But okay, 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 we gon' get that both ways All my niggas need some changes, okay, okay, okay Yeah, man, I listen deep. I just, uh, it's, I don't know, it's the kind of, especially with the green tape, it's it's the type of music I want to just listen to while I'm hanging out. But there's also these these lines that that speak to me or like grab my attention. I want to 
kind of run it back and listen to it a few times to to find the context for things you know yeah man as you should like as you should <laughs> I, I pray that that tape helps people you know I, I pray anything I do is helps people like I, I feel like I found my purpose in the last you know 12 months you know what I'm saying and that's to be a voice for those who don't have one and to help people heal with that voice you know what I'm saying that's what my shit is all about healing you know what I mean and sometimes I get on a record and um, I don't fuck more bitches in my studio than I have features. I mean, that's not the brag, but you should ask for it. You get your ass eaten. At one time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get in the studio and just talk my shit for a second with something that don't got nothing to do with that. But I, I reserve the right to because I'm a human being and I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? But I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget what my purpose is. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. And, and that's always going to be somehow rooted. All of my work is going to be somehow rooted in that. I'm not saying I'm going to be preaching to people for the rest of my life. But sometimes you're going to get a, a project from me that's just, yo, just talk some fly shit, you know. As long as it makes you feel better at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. And and makes you feel better at the end of the day. Yes, sir. For sure. Oh, yeah. Another, another thing I had to say is I'll be listening to a lot of Doggy Style by Snoop, too. Doggy Style and The Chronic. I, to, I couldn't forget those. Yeah, I couldn't forget those. Couldn't forget those. Or I also love uh, the line that you you tagged that that previous section I was talking about with the the masonry, like because it's uh you know the previous the previous thing is is super dope, but the way you connect the dots and and find that connection to the masonry on the follow up line. I think is like what sends sends like something like that over the top to me with the creativity <laughs> of, you know, making making things work. Yeah, man, just and it's just picking thoughts together, you know, taking thoughts. That's what that's all rhyming is, you know. Rhyming is 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 good, you know. Sometimes my man's put me onto a, a, a website called Rhyme Zone. Sometimes, and sometimes I use them in my I use it in my rhymes. You go into a rhyme and say like, "I will." I have a and I'm a fucking extremely talented MC because even with doing that, I can stay on topic. Like I am a master at giving. Give me a topic, right? And this is I'm saying this right. I don't give a fuck if you Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, Drake, Griselda, Freddie Gibbs. If you give me and all those gentlemen. 16 bars and a topic, I guarantee you every time I'm going to come to the top of that motherfucker. Like, I'm really going to, I'm like, without a smile, because I'm dead ass serious, bro. Like, I believe, like, when it comes to just like, you know, I don't ever want to be caught saying I can't do anything, because I don't ever want my future children to hear me saying that. But I'm not the best go to the radio and just freestyle rap type of dude. But, bro, give me a topic, bro. I'm gonna cut like May said when I used that Mace um, joint that I used in a in a in the beginning of the Mellow Pack. There was a lot of game from there that I didn't use, and one of the things I wanted to use, but I was like, I don't want to overtake from this interview. But he said he's like, I, he said a rapper's supposed to come in, you come in smooth, you come in fly, you get your point across, and you leave on some fly shit. You leave making a one more like, and I learned that through Kanye, who was a big fan of Mace, right? So I'm like, yo, that's me all the way. Like, that's how I do my verses. I come in on some fly, groovy shit and like, okay, what you about to say? I might make you laugh for a quick for a quick moment. I'm definitely going to make you laugh in my verse. It's a lot of humor 
It's a lot of humor in my verses. You know what I'm saying? It's a message always. I'm always on point with it. I might even make you mad for a quick second. And say something controversial. Just because that's how I feel. I'm a human being. And then when I'm leaving, I'm going to leave on the flyest note. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? That's how you yeah. do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this shit is such a such an art form for me that, you know, it's, I don't know, man. I'm, I love it. I'm at a place where I love it right now. Like, I love it. Yeah, I think there's just something, there's a lot of undeniability to me listening to the green tape and the confidence that you're speaking with now, I think, like, flows through the productions, you know? Okay. It Thank seems you. like this is a dude that's, like, sure of himself in his craft. and Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, man, I don't know. It just... uh. It seems like there's just like a lot of intent with the and with the productions and and the lyrics and and just the the whole process. I remember hearing Rolly Plain Jane for the first time and just being like, I there's I have to keep listening to this again. I need to know what's what's next. You know, just uh, just wanted to keep just wanted to keep chasing chasing the vibe of the the rest of the record. Also, just love uh, that that part in Rolly Plain Jane when you're uh, you got that talking to Dan line that that kind of repeats and uh, yeah, just because because my buddy Trent put put me onto the the record when when I hear that line, I I hear him like saying that to me or something, you know, just how that uh, translates. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you, Dan Cable, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, a lot of those songs don't got official hooks in that on that tape, so I just like, hmm, what can I say here? Yeah, like, what happens? Me and Dan talk about fly shit all the time. <laughs> It'll be cars. We talk about personal style. You know, Dan, my boy Dan, he likes he likes people who dress like he likes he he want he wants to look like a father. <laughs> He like, like he likes the way he likes the way like he likes the way like fucking Jerry Seinfeld dresses mm. and shit and shit like that. But he just you know wants to wear it with Jordans and shit. And we talk <laughs> about that all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's his thing. And it's fly for him. Like you know, uh, we talk about all type of shit like that. And and I was just like, yeah, man. Like me and Dan talked about the really plain Jane, and that's it. We just talked about it. I don't have it. I don't necessarily know I want it. I, you know. I, I carry the city. I carry the city. I love on my back. I'm buy the rollie, but won't wear it. It's gonna cover my tat. I'm dead ass serious. I have an Apple Watch, and I don't wear this shit no more because I'm like, yo, I like to see my mom's name. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking watch. This is a watch. You know what I, mean? I know this girl wanna be chased. She ain't give you the run around, and I just find it funny how I got her up in my lap. Huh. This a marathon, but my flag on black. My iPhone black. That's where I write all raps. I took a break, but I'm back. This fucking rap got born. You left your caps lock on. This shit you write on cap. Told my team we gon' need more pressure, more hustle. If we gon' raise the ball, these protein balls for more muscle. For the niggas that maneuver with a strap in the bag. I'm feeling hungry as y'all. Man, my bag on duffel. It's time around more subtle. Don't need to change things. Them niggas on the side about to take it to the main stage. I get on my mainstream, make niggas wanna change lanes. The other night, me and Dan was talking about the, talking about the Roly Plain Jane. Hey. The Roly Plain Jane. The Roly Plain Jane. Hey. The other night, me and Dan, we were sitting talking about the Roly Plain Jane. Hey, hey, hey. 
The roly plain J, hey. Let your chain hang, hey, hey. The other night, me and Dan, we was love. Okay, I wake up every morning feeling blessed. Hop about the bed, take a breath, then I stretch. Then I hit the bench, I gotta raise the bar. And put my city on for extra weight, you ain't this strong. My nigga let me flex, okay, I had some dog nights. Now I'm shedding my life. <laughs> my partner's having kids, the kind of pressure I like. <laughs> and free my nigga Bryson, he come home, we gon' win. He had to go with the win, I might just send him a kite. Feel good, might just get in my mood and do whatever. Need a foot rub, I walk in some shoes that you could never. When I was in the mix, I really couldn't find my groove. Then I remix like 10 smooth, and you remember. Don't really feel like talking to niggas, but you could tell them. Before you wanna meet me or June or be December. That mean it be a cold day in hell, my nigga. My, on a different time, I could tell my nigga. Roly plain Jane, ay. The Roly plain Jane, ay, ay. The Roly plain Jane. Yeah, man. Honestly, uh, putting on the green tape, I'm not sure someone has tapped into that type of hip-hop feeling or is like evokes the same emotion for me personally as a listener since, you know, maybe Chance's acid rap or Kanye's college dropout and that, like, not, not to put names upon you obviously the the kanye influence is, good, I, is there and, and forward class of my own G. yeah absolutely sorry, no i yeah. just uh you know like i hear those things in the music but i also feel like you know it's this authentic unique voice and that was even before hearing like things james like peach tea or old yay you know and kind of knowing that there was maybe a lot of kanye influence for you um a big part of that a big part of that vibe and obviously you know both those dudes come from the chicago area is is kind of that that chicago gospel feel to it and and that seems to be like really present on the record in the productions well i was just kind of curious what spoke to you about that type of stuff and i mean Obviously, you're talking a lot of God and faith within the record, too. So I feel like those things may be aligned there. Yeah, I think it's about the NPC, to tell you the truth. Uh, that's why I got it on the cover, because the NPC, like, the NPC is like, was like that, that OG. I was just playing 2K my career, right? And 20, 2K21, I forget the dude, his name is Omar something. The dude who plays... Or maybe he plays Omar on the wire or whatever the dude. The, the black dude with the scar on his face, actor. He he plays a gentleman who comes up to your character and he's like, yo, you'll be a talent in basketball. I know the way. Come, come, come mess with me. I got like that. The 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 janitor that you see in high school that stops you all the time and gives you game and he ends up changing your life. That's what the NPC is to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it showed me, like, okay. Because I, and my point in all this is I tried to make this project in 2015. I didn't have it in me. Like, I, I had it in me. I didn't have the tools. And I didn't know, okay, like, I'm the type of person that have a song out that I'm about to sample. And I'll listen to it. I'll take this piece, this piece, this piece, this piece, and this piece. Put them together and make a fucking beat. With mm. no, no software but my FL Studio. No MIDI controller. None of that. I'm just sitting here with the with my mouse and this and the keyboard and pressing the same key, moving the mouse to try to switch the sound as I'm doing it. And 
it just I didn't have the patience to do what I wanted to do. The NPC made it easy for me, right? So I say all that to say that I've been trying to make that project since 2015. I wanted to make that project since 2012, right? I I didn't, you know, set my mind on it till about 2015 and Chance just got to it first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how he got to it first with the coloring book. And I'm not into gospel, you know, music. I don't make gospel music. The green tape is secular music. Um, it's cursing, all type, yeah. all type of inappropriate stuff on there. But, you know, it's I've always been influenced by Rockefeller. And that's what I was trying to push on that. That Rockefeller peak era sound where they were doing a lot of soul samples and gospel samples and Just Blaze and Kanye are two of my favorite hip-hop producers ever. So, you know, that's where that came from. For sure, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there just seems to be, you know, so much so much feel in the, mm-hmm. in the productions. Did you start making beats and getting into instrumentation before you started rapping? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I started writing rounds when I was a kid, but I ain't, I took the beats more seriously first, and I only really started rapping because nobody was gonna get on my beats. Okay, so yeah. almost out of like necessity, you start yeah, rapping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's no better feeling than hearing someone else on your beat. So I was like, all right, I gotta put in this work, and then I realized that like, I've been through a lot. I got a lot to say. This is actually an outlet for me, so I kept, you know, kept on. And I'm actually better at rapping than I am making beats, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna surpass the the raps with the beats. Do you feel like since you have hands on on all of it, you know, with the productions and the rapping, that you have uh, it's it's easier for you to like kind of fully realize your your vision for what you want to come out of the speakers? Yeah, yeah. If, you know, if, if it's and that's why I credit artists like Kendrick Lamar so much. And Drake, and you know, because it's like y'all don't make beats. Y'all are really, really impressive. And there's more. I'm just talking about like the, 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 the people that you know, the big names that right. you know come f- that still embody that hip hop spirit. You know, but not to discredit. There's a lot of people who don't make beats that rap and make paint pictures very well. But I think Kendrick Lamar does it very, very well. And it's almost like, yo, bro, how could you be? How could you do this? This well without making beats i don't get it like i think the cheat code is making the beats right because you you like you you score sazy and you you know the i don't know you you uh you quentin tarantino and uh samuel jackson <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know so it's like it's a it's a hell of a pain for me is people think that it's some like super hard thing you you know you're supposed to credit someone a lot for and i'm sure my ego might want that but tell you the truth i think that's just the easiest way i me doing it out me rapping on an album that i don't produce would be a hell of a challenge for me (laughs) and going back to what you were talking about as far as you know wanting to make this album in 2015 or maybe having some of the original ideas for it in 2012 i think that really speaks to the timelessness of of the record you put out, you know, yes, sir. I would have yes, never known. I would have never known listening to the, yeah. the record today that you could have made that two months ago to me. And it, it remains relevant and is still, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite records of the year. Thank you. You can't kill soul, man. That soul shit is, 
is it is what it is, man. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that want to. I like to push my music forward. Like I like when music is pushed forward. Like I'm very. I love. Pardon me. I love when I hear new things and people pushing the envelope musically. I'm not one of those people who are like yo keep it the same golden era. Did I don't even like the golden era like that that much. No disrespect to it. Like I, but some of my favorite music was made in the tens, and that's probably because I'm 27. You know, but yeah, but um. I'm wrong. I do like a lot in the golden era. That was wrong, but you know it's not my favorite time of music. My favorite time. I don't even. I ain't even gonna entertain that because I don't know yet. But, but um, yeah, man. Like you can't kill that soul shit. You know, you just put the drums from today on it, or don't put drums on at all, like SBD, <laughs> and you just you just go. Just follow your heart. That's all I'm doing. That's it. Doing what comes easy. Yeah. Has the. Uh has the keyboards and the the keys lines always spoke and resonated with you? It seems like that seems to be a big part of your uh, your productions, kind of throughout your catalog. I'm thinking about that keys line on respectfully right now. I don't know. Listening to the music, it just seems like that that stuff is really present in a lot of productions. Is the feel of the keys. Bitch, who you think you playing with? I'm not buzzing, Woody. I got ties with girls that I did cold long ago, so cold they still got my hoodie. You ain't heard about me, girl, on the future. That's why I gotta leave in the past. But just to take a back, I've been a bad motherfucker since he ever sang about her goodies. Bitch, dressing about too much stuff, gotta release some. Need a threesome, watching reruns. Anyway, you got me fucked up, you need a refund. Took a step back, had to breathe some. Burn the sage some, let the breeze in. Strong black king, stand up, nigga, I'm all that. Killing Keenan, this shit too cold, bring a beat in. Ayy, I'm about to get a mic tail fart. Mm. Black on bad girl, ass so fat, got a bubble, turn a pool to a self sart. This year, I'm about to go crazy. These rap niggas finna have a problem. I'ma get that bag, say fuck y'all niggas, what's good, man, I can't call it You gon' try to pull my car, but not the capital one Don't worry, what's in my wallet? And I don't want your record deal, learn my lesson there, I'm smarter Monty gotta make that money, cause mommy ain't make no dummy <laughs> And I got love for my family, but if it ain't that, you ain't getting nothing from me Respectfully Respectfully yeah, yeah, I love piano, bro. I love, I love real instruments. I just love to uh, use samples and then build instrumentation around that. Like, you know, but yeah, piano is definitely, you know, that those that's a sample though. That keys like okay. that wasn't a sample loop. I didn't sample a loop that was that, and I just pitched it on my own. I literally took parts of what somebody was playing in church and put this here, put this here, and made a loop. Like I'm mad scientist with it. Like that's, that's <laughs> you gotta killer, see, man. You got to see me do it. It's crazy. I didn't even use an NPC for that. I did that the old way I used to do it. Yeah, that's kind of like the, I feel like that next level of, of chopping up samples and how, you know, how much genius kind of goes in to something like that. I think maybe the casual listener, music fan, when they hear sampling, they think it's just like, oh, they just took a part of another song and and made it their and own. looped it. But... That's not always the case with what you're talking about here with, like, respectfully. Yeah. It's, I mean, I did that on SBD, but it's relative, like, to what you're doing, what you're trying to do. One thing, my least favorite way of sampling is remaking a classic song. Like, literally, I'm not going to, you know, call nobody out, but, like, when someone takes a song that was hot in the 90s or the 80s and literally remakes it. Sampling it is one thing, and this, you had some times where like Gold Digger was dope, but you talk about a blues record, right? A blues, 
R&B record that Ray Charles made and then Kanye makes it into this, you know? But when you're literally taking an R&B song and making a 20-year-later version of that song, it's like, what are we doing this for, bro? We trying to sell records. Like, try to sell records, bro. Play the, ge- play the game, but play the game by make- creating from your heart. I'm not saying fuck money. I want to make a lot of money, bro. I want to chart. I want to do all these things, but not if I got to be in the studio trying to play the whole, you know, cat and mouse trying to catch something like, nah, man, just go off of what you want to do yeah. and use like, you got to stand in between that. You got to be like Kanye said, you got to be dead Prez and Jay-Z. Like you got to be in between both. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to be true to the art, but also know how to play the game, you know? It's, do you feel like uh, maybe early on when you're, putting out like the Givenchy stuff there's a little more uh pressure or like there's it's easier to kind of fall in that trap of like chasing chasing the money and that's kind of a a philosophy you've developed over time since you've been doing this for a while now as far as not wanting to recreate something that's already been done and just kind of trusting that chasing after your own vision is going to uh to feed you in some way yeah, man, I'm like one of them, um, one of them spiritual girls. I don't chase, I attract. <laughs> you feel me? I don't chase nothing. I'm dead ass serious, though. I don't chase none of that. None of these little funky ass little girls. None of that. I don't chase a damn thing. I'm chasing nothing. I can't say I'm chasing nothing. I'm just letting shit be, and I'm being, I'm being, you know what I'm saying? I'm one in every moment. I try to be at least, and, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not chasing nothing, bro. I I did that before. Uh, I made Javanchi. That did what it did. Um, you know, and there was a time where I kind of lost myself, and um, I was chasing a record that you know could be a regional hit or something that can be, you know, highly favored or played a lot and that shit. And I made a song called Sriracha, and it is the worst thing I've ever done in my life, and it's still up. And go listen to it and laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> You might actually end up liking this shit to tell you the truth, but go ahead, go listen to it, go laugh. But man, you know, I made that when I lost, when I forgot who I was, you know, and trying to, you know, compete with people who make pop club B records. And that that ain't me. I'm doing me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, fuck that. Uh, I learned that lesson, you know? I made Givenchy by just following my heart, you know, just doing what I wanted to do at the time. So it is what it is. What do you think about? Like looking back on that, now six seven years later, what do you what do you think about a track like that? Where is I that? think I should have never put them Kobe's on with them bum ass jeans and that fucking <laughs> Top Man Kanye 2013 wanna be shirt, that stupid ass hat and that fake ass beard. That's what I think I should have never did. <laughs> I should have never, you know, what I'm saying let a motherfucker talk me into, you know, doing something that. I mean, the outfit, I picked that on my own. But nigga showed up to me with a true religion outfit for that video. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not wearing that outfit, bro. <laughs> and, I went and, picked out a, and I went and picked out a super bad outfit, but them Kobe's, I still want them Kobe's again. But I picked out a super bad outfit, but it was what I wanted to do. 
But in in hindsight, I regret that. Sh- I, I regret that shit. I don't regret it. But I'm like, if I can go back and change anything, I probably just do some shorts, t-shirts, van on, vans on, and with a fit with a Yankee and kept it pushing. I, you know, but <laughs> but it was a great video. And shout out to the gentleman and all the people's involved in making that. But you know, I, I don't really regret much, man. Everything made me who I am today. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it, it is what it is. So looking back, it's just like, yo, that I can laugh. You know, I can look back at that shit and laugh and be like, I've, I've come so far, you know, so that's what I do. And you die forever Me and my niggas gon' ride together I know niggas keep the heat like boots on your feet In the coat in the hottest weather For why forever? These other niggas not as clever Click City recipes to Ant Fox forever From a city where niggas don't kill a lot But a few niggas heart beating acapella Yeah, I live to rap These industry niggas, they rap to live Line in their verse like they slinging crack I know niggas in the hood sling crack to live Poverty nigga, I've been in that I'm still in that, my nigga why lie? So I'm tryna blow up on the internet But need a real connect, my nigga Wi-Fi yeah, we kind of jumped right in on it, but what is, uh, how did you get hooked into music, man? Like, what's your early memories of, of making music, or was there somebody within the family or a friend that, that really pushed you in that direction? You know, my fi- my family loves music. My family's always played music. Um, my aunt loved Anita Baker. Um, Whitney Houston, my other aunt, I remember a lot of Whitney Houston. I used to love Summer Rain by Carl Thomas. That song always made me feel like I'm young and I'm about to eat cookies. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm about to come home and watch Slime Time Live and shit, you know? But, um, yeah, it's just uh, Kanye, man. Kanye really gave me Eminem, too, when I was young. Eminem made me realize like hip hop was a thing, and then um, you know when I heard the Kanye and I seen the church dude who was just different. I'm just attracted to different when it comes to everything. And everything about me is a, is different. Like I love different. It's just whatever it is, you can be the different, the most different version of a trap artist, and I'm gonna like you because you're different. I'm gonna gravitate towards you. I don't know if I'm gonna like you, but you know I love. Seeing a million of one thing and then seeing some over here, like, what's this about? You know what I'm saying? So, when I seen a rapper in a blazer, um, when the biggest thing at the time was G Unit, I'm like, oh, let me check this dude out. And he rapping about Jesus. And at that time, I was a religious kid. I'm not religious anymore, but you know, I, I, I gravitated toward Ye. And then years go by, I'm listening to a lot of Ye, Lupe. I'm getting to high school, I start listening to a lot of Jay Z. Now I'm thinking, now I'm, you know, Drake and Big Sean come out. Big Sean was. A huge part of my, you know, my life as an MC. He's the reason why I go by Big Mont. Um, you know, just like fucking. Then the Blueprint Three came out, and you know, I fell in love with those beats. Which at the time, sometimes I listen, I go back and listen to some of the beats on there. I'm like, bro, I was just gassed about sounds because some of these beats don't even hit the same no more. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, you know, I just. That got me into making beats. Uh, when I heard Drake and Big Sean, I started, you know, rapping. I here's these people who can be very emotional, and Kanye was very vulnerable. 
but Drake and Big Sean at the time for me were very emotional. You know what I'm saying? And and in many ways, all types of different emotions. And I picked up on that. I was like, yo, this is this is acceptable. <laughs> let me now it's my time to come out. Let me let me say what I gotta say now. You know, I'm a Scorpio, so hella hella emotional. You know, so and you know from there it was just you know I'm going in and it called oh, man when I found about Cole. Talk about storytelling, God, right there, man. I was like, oh no, it's lit. It's lit. I just didn't listen to nothing but J. Cole for a year. And then Pusha T gave me my badass. <laughs> he gave me that, 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 that I get a little talk violent, not literally talking violent, but like talk that talk, you know what I mean? And, you know, and Ye always been there helping me and fucking me up, fucking me up, cause, uh, he made dark, that Dark Fantasy album, and I just tried to always compete with that, and I never got close because that album is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the journey. I'm probably leaving something out, but, you know, just a lot of hip-hop, man. Hip-hop saved my life. Like, it it gave me something to, to it gave a lonely kid something to, to identify with, you know, and uh, something to, it gave, gave me a sense, some sort of, Give me my own identity, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even have a clue of who I was going to be until hip-hop showed me what it showed me. You know? so. Yeah, and did you find a lot of, uh, like, catharsis or, like, therapeutic value in expressing yourself through the beats or, or through the rhymes? Um, If I did, I wouldn't have known that until now because now it definitely does that for me. But back then, I didn't know that. I just, I just had Kendrick Lamar said this, and I always... Uh, Agree with it. He said he had this curiosity. Like, what is this? What does that do? When I met, I used to take drum lessons as a kid, and because I've always just been interested in what the beat. How does this work? What is this? What do I go on a drum set? Do this, and all of a sudden I hear what I hear on the radio, instruments included. I didn't know. And some about rhythm. Like I, you, if you sit me, if you make me a case study, right? Just sit me in a room for twenty four hours with a table and nothing. You can, a table or not, I'm going to be, at some point, just tapping, making the rhythm, like rhythm, it just flows through my body. It is what it is. You know, some people walk, like Hove is, I heard Hove is a, a walking lyric machine, Eminem. I heard these motherfuckers just, lyrics is coming out of them all day, to the point of like, yo, bro, what you saying over there? Oh, I'm not nothing, I'm rapping. It's like, word, like, for me, it's rhythm. That, that's rhythm for me, you know, so, you know. That's what I do, man. I'm the I'm the motherfucking producer. I'm one of the next super producers in the game. I think uh, that you know those early drum lessons and that rhythm flowing through you in general has gotta speak to you know your your style rhythmically and the the pocket that you're able to tap in to with each track. You know that that's definitely. Uh, a big part of my my listening experience with that is just like tap i don't know it just feels like it felt like when i was listening to the music that mm -hmm. that you weren't just a rapper you were involved with the production and i and i had no idea like what the extent of that was for you until doing a little more research and obviously like through this conversation but i i felt like there was uh you know there was there was more to it like there like you had to have that rhythm somewhere or whatever like it just uh yeah like i said just the, the pocket of of what you tap into in the, in the tracks it just felt like you were a musician and really like leaning into 
the song and serving the song and not just jumping on it and rapping. Yes, sir. That's what I do, man. It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like one of the lucky human beings. You know, you know, you love what you do, and you feel lucky for being called into that. You know, I feel lucky. Yeah. Do you uh, now at this point? You know, talking therapy and talking about spending a lot of time just like with yourself, even making music and whatnot. Do you feel like the therapy, like the direct therapy and making music, there's like a lot of parallels in those things and you're tapping into a similar thing, just different avenues, or do you feel like they're very different from each other? I think that they're one and the same. I think that any form of expression is therapeutic. I think it is therapy. So, And this is why the whole mumble rap thing is so insulting, bro, because... That's why, you know, getting at rap artists that, um, you know, they can call themselves whatever they want, whether it's rap, hip-hop, art, whatever you want to call it, call it that because I support whatever you say it is because you create it. So, but any of these young gentlemen um, out here just trying to make a better life for themselves, white, black, Hispanic, anything, um, more, more specifically the black uh, community though, right? We got this thing where we tear each other down and like, yo, you, you, this ain't art, this ain't that. Uh, you like, yo, bro, these kids got problems, bro. These grown men got problems, and they go into the studio and they put on the auto tune and they start singing or ad libbing, and you have no idea what's that, what that's doing for them, right? You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, chill, let him, let him do that, and then on yeah. top of that, he's got a voice and he's making money now. What he does with that voice and that money is up to him. You know, that's between him and God, you know. But what he does with that power, that's up between him and God. But it's like, yo, man, let somebody get they, like, that That singing, that dancing, that yelling, that shit that Playboy Cardi does. Yeah, wow, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, I sampled that on, I said and said it, but I sampled that on, on uh, what's it called? Not For Real, So Love. When you hear that, yeah, well, that's Playboy Card. It's like, that probably made him, that probably solved every problem he had temporarily in that moment, right? So that's why the shit is therapy. That's why they wanted the same, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that, like you're saying, you know, a lot, there's a lot of criticism for maybe that style and uh, yeah. doing that thing. But, man, I, I think that there's just like, so much to actually stepping up to the mic to do any of that or stepping into anything creatively that you don't have to do you know it's like you're exploring something regardless screamo music yeah screamo music it's this dude black kid i went to high school with i ain't really you know speak to him much but he was kind of different he had you know his emo black nails all that and you know he's doing his thing and you know i'm young i was young enough to find the humor in it right but I was also wise enough to know, like, yo, I, that's who he is. I respect him. Like, I kind of thought it was cool. You know what I'm saying? But one time I'm walking, and this is everybody's gone after school. And I'm up school really late. I'm up at the school really late, maybe 5 p.m. And I see him walking home, and he's got these things in his ear. And he's, and he's doing the yelling thing. And we used to make fun of music like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, somebody really is expressing and releasing Emotions that way, 
And that screamo music shit. Oh, my bad. <laughs> this shit just scared the shit out of me. They got a way to snap back. I'm thinking about the fall. <laughs> Falling into the unknown. Yeah, yeah. That's a good piece of content for the for for your promo. But um, I'm sitting there trying to make a real ass point. This chair, just, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Like that shit ain't right. Like you you know you let you know. You let that new band do that new band. Let them do what they doing because that shit could be saving their life. That's my point. I ain't gonna keep Absolutely, dialing dude. in, but yeah, yeah, I agree. man. Um, yes, also, people just like I don't know. I listen to like a pretty wide range of music, and yeah, me like, too. For for anybody to <clears throat> like even be able to understand like the technicality of even being able to like properly scream in a band like for longevity and shit like that's a whole art in itself the same way that people don't understand like maybe some of these electronic dj shows that they see and they think somebody is just like turning knobs and they don't really like understand the intricacy and the time it takes to like develop that as a craft for the people that are uh diving into it like to its deepest layers and really manipulating sounds in a way that you know, people haven't done before or whatever. Yeah, to to those people's, um, to their uh, so what I'm looking for to their um point, I guess. In support of them, I realized that that shit is hard because if you ever use a drum machine, then you know how you got to be in real time. And I'm using drum machines that are just controllers. I I've never used, I've used an MPC twenty five hundred once i'm uh, not 25 2000 xl once and that's the one that i had on that cover i ended up selling the guitar center because i don't need it um but so i'm using a controller that i'm using it to find to find something what am i trying to find right now bing 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 i found it then i just punch it in so someone being on stage live mixing turning that that the the, the pitch up and the not that shit is crazy like being able to see that is like bro i'll never in a million years probably have that down <laughs> yeah man you know what i'm saying so yeah man. i have a i have a basic like entry level pioneer serato dj controller and even mm. you know pushing that thanks to it to its maximum capabilities is probably something i i, I might never understand because crazy, you know bro. so much can go into it i mean it can be simple and basic too but it's uh it's what you want it to be, I guess. It's you can make it as complicated and and as intricate as as you want with something like that. But uh, yeah, man, I just like really appreciate uh, the the authenticity within the the music. I think that's what I gravitated to uh, right away. Yeah, man. Thank you. You know, expect nothing less than that. Every time. Absolutely, dude. Um, and New York? That's where you're uh, born and raised out there? Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm from Peekskill, New York, but I live in West, I live in White Plains, New York right now. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm from Peekskill. Uh, you feel like you can always... Uh... <laughs> Like hat, like feel that that New York City energy, like as far as the the arts 
in that big of a city being so so close to where you were and where yeah, you were I'm, at I'm, yeah um i'm not from the borough but i now live about 45 minutes from or I live about 25 to 30 minutes from the Bronx but you know I'm I'm uh, I'm New York man it's Emmy Pause. like I don't even said Pause. that's a New York thing everything about me is New York you know I just pull I pull inspiration from different places so I'm kind of quirky to certain people depending on who you asking so you know I'm, my favorite band is Pink Floyd you know I love I listen to you know early Black Sabbath um I listen to, uh, you know, Willie Hutch. I, you know, I listen to funk music and rock music and all that type of shit. So it's like, that's all, you know. New York got a piece of all that, I believe. I'm pretty sure I could, could, uh, could, could draw back to that, you know, at some point. But, you know, New York is always going to be who I am, you know. And I, that's why I think it's dope that, like, I want to go ahead and I want my music to be universal. I don't want nobody to be like, like, um, like, they say, oh, it. Like the ASAP dudes, they say, oh, they don't sound like they from New York. That's cool. That's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where do they sound like? But I, the good thing about people say about me is they say, I can't tell where you from. And I've heard that many times. I've heard that many, many times. And I think that that's good. Because if I heard Kendrick Lamar, if I heard Damn, the only album I could tell where he's from is To Pimp a Butterfly. I could tell, ah, yeah, he definitely from the West Coast when I hear that. Like, the good kid, Mad City, you can't tell. Till you hear Compton. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, subject matter might tell you, but sonically, you can't tell where you're from. Damn, come on now. How you gonna. Nah, you. Cole? Nah, you ain't, can't tell you're from. Drake? Yeah. Nah, you. I want my music to be universal, like. Yeah, dude, can't agree with that more. I'm listening to, I had no idea, like, where to pin it down geographically. So, I think that that is. Uh, that's definitely there, man. So. Um, I can't encourage people enough to to go and check out the Green Tape, your most recent record, and uh, yes, all the previous stuff too. Merch. Yeah, get some merch. I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh, can keep up with what you're doing. And I'm definitely heavily looking forward to the the next record. One of the things I also like really appreciate within hip hop and rap is is the sports references and you seem to uh go heavy with the nba references mm. you know we, we wish we was them they wish they was us <laughs> <You know? laughs> ball players want to be rappers rappers want to be ball players that'll be a never-ending thing you know and uh what uh i was asking you what's your favorite records from the tape before we get out of here i don't i, I haven't you haven't told me mm. man i feel like that's such a <laughs> that's a a tough one Mm. That's because I like no pressure. them so much. I uh, I want to say it's it's the the Mirakami chain though. Mm. I think that is uh, that one really grabbed me just overall with the 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 lo-fi intro, you okay. know, and then bringing it in heavy. And then just the, I just left LA. I fell in love with the views, views. spent my rent up in Amoeba. It was something something to do. do. (laughs) Cause that's, uh, I don't know. That just resonates heavy for me. It's too true for me. I was just at Amoeba a month ago 
uh, spending money I shouldn't have been. Exactly. You know, That's calm, exactly just, what I did. <laughs> I'm often at the it's record store spending money that I shouldn't be, but uh, I gotta have hey, these go. records. Hey, go. I want the Murakami Jesus pen and yay hat. On the all gold Cuban link like Ray hat. I got a shine up from a place where it stay bad. 807 main ain't a thing longer, nigga. Change. Hey. Hey. Long as a nigga change. Hey. Long as a nigga change. Hey. Long as a nigga change. Hey. Look. I just left LA, I fell in love with the views. Spent my rent up in the me, but it was something to do. They trying to hold me to my losses. Nigga, I'm like Jordan, even if I lose 10, I win like 72. Okay, Beast One Ebro, East Coast Debo. Hit me with a brick like I'm Diesel at the free throw. Whole city riding last summer, did the free show. Boy, I make this city shit look good, Victor, all the depot. Shoes in which I walk, nigga, most can't fit. Still my feet up in the whip, knocking ghost face shit. And I don't like rap, nigga, so I don't post they shit. I'm a stand-up nigga, need an ovation uh-huh. The last album made some niggas respect it If you slept, the new one gon' make you regret you neglected Tax every second that tick on that protect on your wrist And make sure all you rap niggas be protecting your necklace Cause I want the Murakami Jesus penny yay hat yeah, man, that's when I, I started first started collecting records when I first started using the MPC because I'm like, yo, you know, you just get into the whole culture. I can find, I'll find most of my samples online. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, on the t- on the green tape, money in the bag, ripped from vinyl. Um, I can't remember anything. Oh, Peach Tea, ripped from vinyl. Nice. Some of that shit was just for me finding records and you know on um on, on vinyl and just and just going at it like that. So you know I got into the whole culture of it. You know the the, the certain drum patterns and things and just things that I just ain't necessarily my style. Things I'm not gonna do all the time, but just like let me see what this is like. Let me what is it what does it feel like to grab a record and put it down and place the needle on it like you know and then what does it feel like to tap them buttons and. I, I mostly use the controller for like samples more or less. I I program my drums via mouse pad, but but mouse. But you know, it just, it just I just wanted to know what it was like. So I don't want, when I went to a record store and I seen that and it's such a legendary place. And then um you know, I bought a Dilla T-shirt that day. It's hanging up in my room, <laughs> in my bedroom. And and um yeah man, just bought mad records. And you know, it's funny. It's an album I love by George Harrison called Things Must Pass. I walked in there in Amoeba, I'm like, ah, right, yo, I'm looking for one album in spe- one album specifically. And I told my friends, I'm like, yo, if you find, I just had started listening to this album at the time. I'm like, if you find All Things Must Pass by George Harrison, let me know. I'm looking, digging for like 10, 20, 30 minutes. It's about 30 minutes. I look up, the shit's sitting right there for $9.99. I'm like, oh, it's lit. <laughs> it's an old, old-ass copy, too. I don't know if it's an OG copy, but I don't really, I'm don't i not into records like that, yeah. but I got that shit standing on top of my, my fridge in my in my room and shit. So, you know, just, man, music, 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 music. Uh, wow, wow on that record. Yeah, um, I have a super old copy of that that is just like, that I picked up that is real banged up because, you know, it's that yeah. big box. It's like the three LPs yeah. or whatever, yeah. and it's it just so fit. damaged. 
<laughs> I haven't even opened it. Like, it's not brand new, but I haven't opened it. I ain't even tried. This shit is like, it's in the, yeah, that thick-ass box. It can't even fit in the plastic, right? I'm like, man, this is crazy, but I needed this. Like, I, I needed to just have that because that album is just beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I got a version. I got a, 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 I think it's an original copy of Dark Side of the Moon. I think. My man gave it to me when I finished my 2012 communion album. I pulled up on him, Ricky. Shout out my bro, Ricky. You know, I pulled up on him, played it. I ain't even played for him. I rapped it for him. When I was done, he was so proud of me. He just, huh, this is for you. And I still got that, too. And I got Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Yeah, so, man. The I just love the kind of the mysteries of the, the record store experience because there's, like, the times that you go in seeking a certain record, like you're talking about with this George Harrison album, and uh and you find it and you're just like you're so stoked and uh but there's there's other times that you you walk in and you you find something you weren't expecting to find and and that is like such a cool experience but then i don't know if you'll ever do this but just you know buying the record based off the cover and and the genre you know and just Mm kind of diving in taking a risk on something being like yeah. i don't know there's something there's something yeah. about the aesthetic of this whole thing that i'm willing to uh i'm gonna go all in on this and uh yeah. the discoveries you kind of make that way as well yeah and that's easy for you to do as a listen that's easy for me to do because I, I sample if you just a listener it's a whole different gamble you might not like an album now you but got an album that you don't like i might have i'm pretty sure i won't like 70% of my collection, but I can sample it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's a different game. If I'm ever in Portland, I'll definitely hit you. We go we go get some. Absolutely, know, man. Yeah. Likewise, uh, when I come through New York. Definitely hit me, man. That would be that would be amazing, man. I uh I really appreciate you giving me your time and, and talking to me about your music and your life and where it all comes from. It's uh it's good, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you had the opportunity to make this sort of celebration record because I feel like there's a lot of positivity and uh, just a lot of real uh, high level of thinking going on with the the content of the music that that really resonated heavy and uh, I can't can't get enough of that. You know, that's undeniable to me. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for becoming a fan. A supporter, that shit means a lot to me because I put a lot of work into this. So, you know, everybody counts. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll put all those uh, links in the episode notes. Shout out to my dude, Sleepy T, for putting me on to, to Big Mom's record. And, yeah, tell, uh, him, tell him hit me up. And I'll holler at him. You know, shout out to him for doing that. Will do. Will do. We end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a program. So if we, if we could get the big Mont, it's a program delivered. However you'd like to deliver it, we can uh, we can properly end this thing. How do you say like what is the word program? And you it's, just saying it like that or uh, program? It's uh, program. I mean the the word is program. It's just some, like some really goofy way that my grandfather says the news program. He always says the news program, oh, and it, it means absolutely nothing. It's just always uh, I don't know just this this weird way to end each episode of the show nah it's beautiful that's what it is so what you want me to say uh it's a program yo what's good it's big mom from samo and it's a program
He nailed it, everybody. That's Big Mont from New York. Check out yes, his sir. music available Peace on all. New York. Available on all those streaming services. All the links will be in the episode notes. And uh, yeah, man, I gotta. I figured maybe I would I would play it out with Drexler to show show some of that that Portland love. That's yeah. That's ooh fire. That's ooh. I didn't think of that. That's one of my favorite records on there. Yeah, yep. the underdog. The underdog. That's what you feel like. Hell yeah. Underdog. This is uh, Drexler from the Green Tape from Big Mont. That's the Jelly Jams, and we will catch you on the flip side. Portland, New York, wherever you are listening from. Hey, look. Ooh, let me kill him. Knock me on my pivot for a minute, lost my rhythm. Had to talk with God, and he told me I'm on my way. So anybody's standing in there, we gon' find a place to sit on. Stand on my principles, nigga, I'm from the basement And you, you don't stand up unless it's for an ovation Rodeau used to say, you got 30 days to vacate Now I might just sign a deal and take my team on on vacation I'm like Jason, Freddie, Mercury, looking for my queen I'm coming to America like Eddie, you ain't ready I'm a god, I'm like Clyde Drexler, trailblazer, I'm a Chevy that mean I'm heavy, I weigh too much I came to eat so I got a lot on my plate too much These days you niggas say too much <laughs> M.O.B. like M.L.B. This nigga play too much Hey give a big shout out to distro kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast can't say thank you enough to distro kid for their support of this thing and make sure you go into the episode notes and find that distro kid link to receive 30 percent off your first year of membership with distro kid making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you so make sure you take advantage of that and the link is also in uh, the link in my instagram bio on the link tree so you can find it there as well big thanks to distro kid stay up stay tuned